Hello, and a very warm welcome to the Excellent Executive Coaching Podcast. This program is all about helping you thrive in some of the most challenging coaching situations. Our aim is to support you in bringing your coaching to the next level, whether you're new to coaching or you're already an expert professional. Hello, welcome to the Excellent Executive Coaching Podcast. I'm your host, Katrina Burus. And this podcast has been brought to you by MKB Conseil and Coaching. So, welcome, uh, Severine Jourdain. It's uh, really a pleasure, and thank you very much for taking your time to talk about this wonderful project that you're doing. So, I'm going to start without any ado. Uh, what brought you to Nestlé? Um, actually, it's my uh, unusual profile, I would say, because I started my career as an IT consultant in a big consulting company. And after that, I decided to become a professional actress. So wow, it's, that is a change. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And, and surely it is these two, I would say, passionating but extremely opposite experience who somehow brought me... Uh, Nestle, uh, in first in a communication, operational IT communication position. Mm-hmm. I see. And as I was already communication coach, I started to embed coaching from day one into my day-to-day job. Uh, and step by step, uh, it helps me to, do, to build a role first, uh, where we are leading and developing our talent. Excellent. Okay, just don't touch the table. Ah, okay. okay, okay. One, two, three. So, Severine, what project were you offered at Nestle? I know it's not really a project as such, but it's more a cultural change. Go with a cultural change. And, and our ambition, the way we are developing and leading our talent. Ah, I see. So, it's really... A movement uh, from where they do their leadership style to a new leadership style and empowering people, if I understood correctly. Yeah, absolutely. Because today, uh, coaching is totally embedded into is the heart of leadership development. And, and now we are moving from a managerial style, a little bit more common and control, to a leadership style where coaching, empowerment... And, and, and personal responsibility are, are more important. So it's really going with this cultural mindset change. And you've used coaching as a vehicle to do this. Is Absolutely. that right? Absolutely. Uh, it's uh, about network, about the style of leadership and all. Mm-hmm. But what would you say they are on a leadership style today mm-hmm. and where you want to encourage them uh, to be more so differently mm-hmm. in the future? Yeah. So actually, we are we are really moving. Coaching is the heart of of leadership development. So we are moving from you know a managerial style uh, to a leadership style I where see. empowerment and and ownership and and coaching are really a mother skills. So it's really now a part of where we want our leader of tomorrow uh, be and be be equipped for. I see. So coaching is a means to empower the managers and leaders to develop themselves more and to take responsibility and accountability. Is that it? Alors, is that it? Knowing that 
we are not talking only about line manager because all of us think um, it's increasing personal leadership, whoever you are in this company. So, so you said hello. Several things. First, we have to align and define a clear vision around that and remind constantly the key messages. And, and, it, and they are articulated around three, three main messages. The first one is the coaching is a recognition. It's, rec it's recognized that everyone has the potential to find their own best solution. Then the coaching is really about a self-development journey to unlock a potential and optimize the performance. And finally, then it became a business performance accelerator at the group level. So it's really about integrating the coaching um, at both sides, first as an opportunity for talents to develop themselves and as an investment for, for Nestlé to make the coaching one of our major business performance accelerators. And if I heard correctly, is that you do one-to-one -one coaching and as well coaching within a team. Exactly. And, and we have different types of coaching. Uh, from 2009, we have launched the Everyday Coaching Initiative, where it, it was really about embedding coaching skills and practices in the day-to-day -day business life of our employee. And now we have, through the Nestle Coaching Network, offering to key talents... Um, coaching with capital C, I would say, that's been closer from executive coaching, but from all our talent, whoever the she, to access, to go deeper in their, in their leadership core uh, capability acquisition. Very interesting. And how do you select the coaches and how do you select the coaches? Yeah, so we have different on this coaching network. We have internal Nestlé employees who are not externally certified as coach, but who are really trained and supervised and supported in their coaching skills acquisition. And, and, um, and this coaching champion, we are calling them coaching champion, and they are selected on four criteria, which is availability, motivation, personal quality, and coaching capabilities. And, and there is a real commitment from them and from their line manager to dedicate a percentage of their time to coaching activity. Um, so this is the first uh, pool of coach. The second pool of coach, of course, is uh, internal Nestle employee who are externally certified as coach. And have, of course, a certification who is a kind of warranty of the level of quality, who is a, um, a ICF accreditation, to ensure that we are all consistent across the organization uh, from charter from deontologic viewpoint, from charter mm -hmm. viewpoint and Ethically from and yeah and from competency viewpoint as well. Mm -hmm. So uh, the ICF uh, credentialing mm -hmm. is uh, very important. Uh, it's one of the means to have the same degree of competency and ethics. Absolutely. So we, we, need, we need to keep this baseline to ensure that wherever you are in the organization, we are all on the same line. And when do you use an internal coach and when do you use an external coach? Alors, this depending about the coaching needs and depending as well about the level of in the hierarchy. I see. So is it at a certain 
hierarchy. Mm-hmm. It's internally, and another, if it's a higher art hierarchy, it's external, is that yes, it? Uh, absolutely. We, we open this option for the mm-hmm. highest level of hierarchy, yes. And you also mentioned while we were coming here that you were interested in a project of mentoring. Yeah. <laughs> so tell us a little bit more. When would you use coaching and when would you use mentoring? And why mm-hmm. would you use mentoring as well? <laughs> Alors, somehow, you know, there is development opportunity, again, so the, the, the Ult company. And somehow, all these approaches are very complementary. So, we are just uh, at the beginning of the journey now regarding the mentoring to relaunch uh, and redefine um, uh, the, the, the mentoring opportunity there. Um, but the idea is identify in advance, anticipate, very well, identify the development needs in our talent and decide if or the mentoring is the best way to go or the coaching is the best way to go or maybe the training is the best way to go. So what would be interesting, it is always good. The question is how we are going to complement all these development paths to ensure that, that, that the expected result is properly achieved. Mm-hmm. But there is a clear distinction for us between coaching and mentoring. Why the mentor is sharing his experience and providing advice, the coach stays some, somehow centrally and detached, that means, and, and let really the coachee do his own and self development journey to unlock his potential and optimize his performance. So the approach is absolutely complementary, but it's not the same. So, in some ways, the coach really focuses on the key talent mm-hmm. and developing their key talent. Uh, almost internally, mm-hmm. and the mentor is basically giving them good advice within the system of Nestle as well. Mm-hmm. could also be developing talent, but within uh, mm-hmm. a, a system. Absolutely. But somehow, the internal coach are as well within the system. But yeah. that's why in the dispatching process, we are ensuring that the coach identify another function or corporate culture of Nestle but at the same time you don't know the functional uh, subculture okay so absolutely you you cross uh, you have coaches cross functionally exactly I see so that that gives a certain distance is that it so where does the external coaches what is their particularity Mm -hmm. Alors, they will again support us with I would say the the upper level of hierarchy of hierarchy Mm -hmm. And, uh, and as well, they will support us in um, increasing the internal coach uh, capabilities. Mm-hmm. I see. So through the supervision or um, eventually tra- support us in the training part as well. Mm-hmm. And I imagine that at the upper level, they also talk about strategy mm-hmm. or uh, their personal concerns that some of them won't necessarily want it to be even the idea, not that the coaches would share that, mm-hmm. but even the idea that they might share it, mm-hmm. uh, confidential information, or mm-hmm. uh, see themselves uh, or mm-hmm. share with somebody their weaknesses, mm-hmm. I can imagine that that takes a big step to do. Hello, mm-hmm. I'm aligned and not aligned somehow, <laughs> so let me, let me share my vision, because somehow what I think is this confidential issue. Of course, the coachee is at the center of the process. So definitely the coachee will decide if he's more comfortable with an internal or an external. But somehow, 
it's certainly a question of trust. Because that's why we ensure that all of our internal coach are properly trained and then the confidentiality will be totally included in the DNA, in their DNA. So now the, the, the point will be the trust, finally, because whoever you are, internal or external coach, the coachee will feel if he trusts you or not. And it takes a few seconds to him to decide he will trust you or not, internal or external. It doesn't really mean something at the end of the day. It's just a question of trust. So, okay, so the, the trust is developed by the person, whether internally or externally. Yeah, and, and my experience. Okay, so... so it, again, it's not about convincing <laughs> you or not. Mm-hmm. You know, it's exactly as any, any external coach. It's the same process, I would say. Okay, so how do you match the coach with the coachee? Mm-hmm. Now, again, it's, it's somehow depending of the depth of the needs, mm-hmm. uh, the coaching needs. So that's why we had this discussion, uh, this um, first discussion, I would say, at the beginning of the coaching process, uh, which is what is the need, uh, what is the expected result. We have this discussion at the beginning with the coachee, uh, sometimes with the line manager, sometimes with the HRVP. Once this preliminary discussion has been done, we have the official kickoff meeting uh, between the coach, the coachee, and his line manager. Then we can properly identify what would be the expected result and the goal of the coaching cycle. And we can have a calibration exercise uh, by evaluating this objective from 0 to 10, where they are today, uh, where the coachee is today, where he wants to be, and when. So that way, we can follow the impact of the coaching all along the process from the beginning uh, with a touch point in the middle and then a final uh, evaluation, calibration exercise. At the end. So there's a triangulated meeting at mm-hmm. three points during the coaching? Absolutely. I yeah. say to verify if it is uh, yeah. do, bringing the results mm-hmm. that was expected. Yeah. Now, it's more about, uh, it's not about verifying or measuring somehow it's more about ensuring that the coachee and his line manager are talking the same language it's more about calibration exercise to ensure that uh, understanding and hearing and they are both calibrated on the same that they're both on the same alignment yeah that's right yeah now okay. talking about the same and that that's important so in the end how do you evaluate this? You mm-hmm. know? Okay, so, so, so from the coaching viewpoint, we have quantitative measure. So you have a quantitative measure. And go back. So from the coaching uh, process, we have qualitative measure. Yeah. Uh, and there is several ones. So the first one, of course, is the evaluation, the evolution of the initial calibration exercise, okay, so where the coachee is from 0 to 10 at the end of the process. The second one is the coachee feedback yeah. around the coaching cycle, um, and he's measuring the impact on his own development journey or in career evolution. And we have as well the line manager uh, feedback as well, because 
then we have all the view there. We have the view of the coachy and his direct report. So then we have all the the, the party uh, who are feedback, all their feedback, feedback yeah. about the process. Very yeah. interesting, and. How do you determine which process to use in a particular situation? You mentioned that there's training, that there's mentoring, that there's coaching. These are different ways that you can develop this cultural change or this leadership development. How do you determine which one you're going to select for the person? Mm -hmm. Again, we are at the beginning of the journey, so we have very clearly to identify a clear debated dispatching process. So this is exactly uh, what we are trying to define now to ensure that all the development paths are, are well uh, leveraged, I would say. Um, so today is really about situ situational sensing. It's really about a discussion with some HRVP, line manager, coach himself, um, what is there, what is the expected result, what what works for you. So it's really about this dispatching discussion, which will be key at the beginning of the process. So today, there is different different way of doing that. So tomorrow, we will... At this time? Um... You mean personally, my main challenge, or...? Yes, what your main challenge now, I would say, yeah. Hmm. Personally, my main challenge is somehow to deal with my several caps, I would say, mm -hmm. <laughs> and with my head of coaching from one side, and my coach, uh, certified PCC coach on the other side. And, and some, today my main challenge is dealing with this gap sometimes and this different view. Can you explain just about, give us an example of the difference in the view? Mm -hmm. um, when I am in, in, in coach role, so totally central in NTTH, I don't influence the goals and the expected results of a situation. You know, I'm just like somehow an um, um, observer and I'm just trying to identify and mapping a very objectively the situation. And sometimes when you are in a head of coaching position, you have as well to promote and show and somehow convince somehow about the, the impact of coaching and, and, and show how the coaching could be a, a major business performance accelerator. So the mindset is not the same. Uh, in one situation, you, have to, you drive it, you manage it, and you point it out. In the second position, you are not. You are centralized and you let the coachee do his own journey. So somehow... That you didn't know before. What has it brought you? I know it's something that I've. It's just conf, not. It's confirming. It, but it's more about a confirmation. That means I truly believe and I'm convinced that the change comes from inside. All the time, from individual viewpoint or from an organization viewpoint. 
So that's why um, I think uh, this head of coaching position is really showing the fabulous commitment of Nestle to engage on coaching. And again, at this level of square organization, who has this level of engagement, is just, um, it's just amazing. Um, so it's more about confirmation. I'm, I'm convinced that as the change comes from inside, we will get there. So the change comes from inside. Absolutely. And for our last uh, question, what would you give like advice to coaches? And what would you give like advice to people that are in your situation that are ahead of this coaching cultural change? Um, you know, I'm coach, so I'm not giving any advice. <laughs> <laughs> But here you can be a consultant. <laughs> That's it. Um, it would be something like, um, you know, the, the coaching, we should all um, show how the coaching is a recognition. Again, coaching is not, when you are co being coached, is not fixing anything. It's not remedial. Yeah, no, it's not remedial. It's not fixing, saving, training anything. It's not even about mentoring or advising. It's really about recognition of the potential of the person in front of you to find the best solution for itself, for yourself or himself. So it's really about that. And, um, and somehow our job is really to show that because of that, the coaching can really be a business performance accelerator. Great. And for a head of coach who wants the cultural change... What are some of maybe the things you've learned that you could give, like advice, to other people in your situation? Well, I think it's, uh, again, if, if, I, if I'm related to this dual state, I will say in my day-to-day -day life, it would be observe yourself, but don't judge yourself. Oh, very nice. That is great. So thank you very, very much, Severine. This was most interesting, and I'm sure our listeners will be with questions or comments, and uh, I'll forward them to you. So thank you very much. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to the Excellent Executive Coaching Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the program. You can subscribe to all future podcasts at excellentexecutivecoaching.com. And sign up for monthly newsletters featuring all the latest tips and techniques to bring your coaching to the next level. Join us again soon. And until then, bye for now.